through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice on the side of the road. What's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care because we all gonna die. Welcome to Porsche Talk. This is the true story of three strangers picked to work. Can't better have their live monitor. Find through stopping flight and start getting real on air. Pops, Rockwood Elementary, class of 06, valedictorian. I'm not gonna lie, this is kind of embarrassing. Trying to fix this rug and tear before we start recording. I'm a little out of breath right now. Be like that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the things that catch you spur of the moment. I'm trying to put too much effort into it. And it slowly killed me. Yeah, that'll get you. I'll get you right. Hey, before we start, a couple housekeeping notes. If you could, leave us your review on Apple Podcasts. Five star, write some shit. Don't care what you write. You can trash us all you want. You want to like write a question in there? We just need some reviews to help the podcast grow. We'd really appreciate it. Um, link in bio, any of our social media at Porch Talk No A. You can find a bunch of different things for merch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So just you know, do that. Check it out. Give us, you know, share with a friend. All that kind of stuff. First things first. We have one current event that happened. We kind of popped off on TikTok a little bit. Kind of divisive. People had some thoughts. Um, I think right now in, in my world, I know you and Paige have both had videos that popped off for like you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of views. Um, but we got a strong 11K in there. Issue is, right now we're only in what, what probably is considered toxic boy TikTok of people who have a lot of thoughts about consent. That's all um, I ever want to be on. And hey, you, damn, you know who we need? Hoodville. That's oh my what gosh. we need. That is we we need to correlate with Hoodville. Uh, once once we get feminist TikTok in there, the comment section will be a complete shit show. It'll just be the most ridiculous fights you've ever seen on there. But we got a lot to get into. We don't have that much time because Ez needs to go watch Game of Thrones. Um, and I don't, I don't even know. I don't think I could rewatch the show. Quick side note: I don't think I could rewatch it. I can absolutely rewatch Game of Thrones because watching season one. I was telling Mariah, I was like, I forgot it was this packed. Just episode one and two alone were so packed. I think all of season one was really just setting the storyline for the rest of the seasons. And there were so many like little minute things that I'm watching now that I was like, damn, I did miss this because I only watched it through one time. And I know there's probably going to be just as many little things that I missed in like the other seven seasons. Yes, I said seven because I don't count the last. For the last is so bad. Like, oh. I remember when I rewatched all of it, like binge watched it heavy to catch up to when season eight dropped, and then season eight was the worst. Yeah, so it was trash. I saw a clip of uh, it was I guess it was the it was the anniversary of the fucking episode where Cersei like blew up the uh the church, and I was like, damn, that was a great time because she was down bad. Absolutely. All right, let's get to what we got to get to. First things first, could you date, even talk to, or live with someone who didn't, like, want to work hard or have any hustle or drive or just had no interest in, like, generating any real income? That one was tricky because that one was geared more for Paige's opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I think, as crazy as it's going to sound, I think I could date somebody who had no drive to work, who had no hustle, who had no ambition to make money. If, if they sold me that they would be a great wife and mother to my kids, because if I make money and we good, I don't necessarily need you to make money. If you can be the best wife and mother to my kids that 
possible possible. The best mother fathomable. If you're saying that those are skills you bring to the table, I don't know if I need you to work or be a hustler or have ambitions and have real big dreams. If the only thing you ever cared about was being a mom and a good wife and you're great at it, I'd be fine with that. See, I almost feel like being like a stay-at-home mom or something isn't isn't factored in. I feel like this is someone who's just like, you would date someone who is lazy, who like didn't really care about working, probably getting like losing jobs or like not going into work. I feel like a stay-at-home mom is a very underrated thing that people take for like granted and think is a lot easier than it is. If it's with like date somebody, the only way, I could only do it if it was like a stay-at-home mom. So if they're just like, they don't want to work, I would need to know what the what the fuck are you going to do then? Like, if your reason for not working is, is it to be a stay-at-home mom? What the hell would you not be working for? <laughs> that's the point. I think that's the point is people are like. I couldn't. I wouldn't. I, I literally wouldn't know what they would be doing with all of their free time. What would you do with that much free time if, as an adult, you didn't work? I'm assuming, you're, unless you're a celebrity, which you're not going to be, I'm assuming your friends work, your family work. So what the fuck are you doing all day? Or they're just waiting for you at home to bring home the money. That's it. Nah. I mean, unless, like, like I said, I'd even switch it from not even just a wife. Not, not even just a mother. If they were the best wife in the world. I'm talking, you came home. House was spotless, a home-cooked meal every day, home-cooked breakfasts, lunches were prepared, and they were real lunches packed every day. If you were giving me that level of at-home take care of, I would not need you. Like, if you were like, uh, I don't really want a job that's not my calling, I think I'm more of a housemaker, and you were great at it, I'd be okay. But those so, are the only two ways. So you just took out the stay-at-home mom part and just put stay-at-home wife? <laughs> that's the other alternate? Yeah, you could be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife. What if, all right, could you date someone who's an aspiring Instagram model? No. Who's at like 500 likes and they're like, I just want to dedicate myself to getting fit and trying to get famous. Yeah, no. Um, Because <laughs> those are the people who are dreamers and I can't date nobody who's still dreaming. Oh, God, so I forgot about I'm not, that. I'm not fucking dating none of those girls with like little pipeline dreams. That would be crazy. If any of my boys were, I'd be like, what, what are y'all doing? So... I could date somebody, and I if I was like in a single, in a in a bubble where I was single, I could date somebody if they didn't go to work, but like they were like hustling to like create something that was gonna bring them profit. So if they were like trying to start up an entrepreneurship of anything, that's one thing. Like if they stay home all day, but they're like on the computer doing like print ups for shirts or for mugs, or they're trying to find locations to open up like a coffee shop or something. Like if you're if you're not working for like six, eight months a year because you're trying to like manifest something into happening that you're like passionate about. I can give you a pass on that, but that's still because you have some sort of ambition. You're not like sitting at home, not doing nothing. Yeah, that would, I feel like you would get so annoyed. Like you work, imagine you work those eight hours, you come home, they're just sitting on the couch, place is a fucking mess. And you're just like, what did, literally, what have you done since I left this morning? That's why this is low-key random, but not, it correlates. When I was little, I never understand how parents come home and they be pissed as shit, like, during the summer. It's like, this is my summer. But when they go work all day, and then your kids make a fucking mess of the house, and they've been there all day, it's like, bro, like, what the fuck did you do all day? Especially when they get to, like, the teen years where they know better. Like, nigga, you made a mess in the kitchen, left all the dishes there. 
I've been at work all day and you did fucking nothing. That's how I would feel if I had a girl who just sat at home and did nothing. I'd be like, yeah, I couldn't do it. God, I never really thought about that. It would be so toxic. I would probably be pissed off for no reason. And it would just be because, like, yo, like, as toxic as this is going to sound, almost anything I would need done, I would need you to, like, excitedly do it. Because what the (laughs) fuck else do you do? (laughs) Excitedly whipping up eggs for you every fucking morning? Yes, like, if I'm like, fuck, it's raining outside, I just got back on my top of the shower, fuck, I left my laptop in the car, I need you to almost barefoot sprint for the car to get it, like, what the fuck else do you do all day? Jesus, you just want like a, that's not even like a housewife, you just want like a slave who's excited for you. Yeah, at that point, you're, at that point, you are damn near my servant, because I'm assuming you're living off of me and you do nothing. So you've got your level of service got to outweigh your nothingness. Oh, that kid! If you were dating someone who was bringing up to the table, and then like let's say you checked a bank account and there's like a you know thousand dollar, two thousand dollar transaction, and you're like, what are you doing with this money? Like, what, what did you do to deserve this money? Yeah, hell no. Oh, and if you had a joint bank account, oh, 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 I don't know about that one. Um, but speaking of, you know talking about people who might you might be coming home and things are a mess. If your significant other kind of lacks cleanliness and doesn't really keep, you know, let's say you were going over their apartment or their house or whatever, and uh, they weren't keeping their place cleanly or anything, at what point would that become a problem or does it not really bother you at all? It definitely bothers me. It really bothers me because it's a girl. It's like everybody knows, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. And- some people don't believe in gender norms, whatever. Every old head will tell you, ain't nothing nastier than a nasty woman. Because guys are almost expected to be a little nasty. But if you nasty and you a grown woman, your nasty is next level nasty every time. It wouldn't bug, it wouldn't just bug me because we wouldn't be a thing long. Like, if you can't keep your house straight or your room straight and you're inviting me into your home, I feel like you would at least, you would try to fool me. You would try to put some perfume on the stink. You would try to, you would try to put the clothes away, cover it up a little bit, so it at least looks like you live good. If you're inviting me into your home for the first few times, if the first time I walk into your house, it look like you don't give a fuck. It ain't gonna get no better. It's only gonna get worse because that means you probably thought you tidied up a little bit. So does it change? Like, let's say you get finessed and then. You know, you just recently, you've been living with your girl, and then you start noticing that she just leaves things everywhere. She, you know, she'll clean up, but it's not often, like, does that become an issue? Does that need to become a conversation? Oh, that would have to become a conversation, too. Because outside of, like, leaving some clothes around, and maybe I'll let the dishes, like, stay in the sink overnight occasionally, my house clean. So, and how I was raised, Southern... I'm not even the one supposed to be doing this cleaning. And I'm going to just put it out there. I'm not. So if you have a significant other or as a significant other, as a woman, are trifling, nasty, and disgusting, yeah, we can't do nothing. Because, like, other aspects of your life is only going to be trifling, nasty, and disgusting. Oh, so if you don't keep a clean house, everything else in your life could also be a shit show? If your house not clean... The place where you 
brush your teeth, the bathroom, the shower you shower in, the sink. If your house not clean, where you your kitchen where you put your stuff in the fridge, where you wipe stuff down and cook on the counters, if your house not clean. Your car is definitely not clean. Because I know you're just throwing shit around in your car. Your car is not clean. And everybody I've ever known with a filthy car is just like the most discombobulated, unorganized person in the world. If your car not clean, that's going to tell me everything I need to know about you. But if your house not clean and your car not clean, you a nasty individual. I cannot stand when someone's car isn't clean. I don't understand it. I always keep my car very clean. The people who leave, like, they're throwing water bottles fast food just wherever in their car i'm like what the fuck do you do like how can you just drive like this how do you drive like that and it's like i said with the home you inviting people into your home with your car you know at some point somebody's gonna get in your car why is that what you want the presentation of your car to be like like that is nasty as shit i don't even at this rate i don't even care how you get rid of it i repeat i do not care i would rather you throw your mcdonald's bag out the fucking window and have it laying on my floor so I got to step on it when I get in the passenger seat. And then they're like, oh, so are they trying to like move things around? It's like, dude, what are you yeah, doing? Like, I am you? pro-littering <laughs> if that means I don't have to sit in a fucking disgusting car. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't get I was telling uh, Anna's mom. Anna's mom was with us for the weekend. It's always a great time to see them. And uh, Anna's mom is, she definitely has OCD. Um, and she'll keep things very clean. She's like the type of person who's like, when she's cleaning down the counter, she's like squatting down to see if she missed any crumbs to clean them up, like that kind of clean. Everything's very organized. And I was like, you know what? You ruined Anna because Anna's definitely like has some sloppy tendencies. And I was like, I think it's because she grew up where you literally clean everything in the house and she just assumes things get clean. Like that's the only explanation I have. Mm. Yeah. Um. What the Bible say? Spare the rod, spoil the child in regards to beating them. Same thing go with cleaning. Don't do not do all the cleaning because then they're not going to know how. But believe me, if Ann made sure my sisters knew how to clean, they was going to pass that class with an A or they was going to fail life. Yeah, I see Van running a very tight ship. She does not fuck around with that kind of stuff. Hell no. Um, We can switch into this one there a little a little piggyback. This one's very interesting because I, I have some even some thoughts on this that I'm going to hit you with. Though. If your significant other is still living with their parents, if their parents' house is like run down, messy, how long before you would even start judging them? I'm going to say this right now. I'm 25 turning 26. If you're still living with your parents at this age, I might even have to start judging you to begin with. I know some people who stay with their parents just to save money because it's like such a come up. Like if you're only child or only two siblings, your parents got four or five rooms and it's like an easy commute for you. I'm not mad at you. Like you don't got a girlfriend or nothing. You don't want to keep doing the roommate thing. So you stay at home and you save a shit ton of money. I'm not mad at that logic. What I will say is in any scenario where you're living with your parents, I'm not judging you per se. Long as your area is clean. You can't buy into the what a house is the house is a mess, so my space is a mess. Cause then it's like, hey yo, like you live like this. But outside of that, I don't think your family or your parents is indicative on how you live. Cause I know parents that's clean and shit and their kids messy and nasty. And I know kids that's messy and nasty and you go in their parents' house and it's like, damn, like how the fuck they raise you? I feel like it would be like if 
if I was still living at home and my parents' place was like a mess, I don't even know if I really want to bring them back there at all. Like, even if my room is clean, like, unless, I think the only thing you can caveat that is, unless, like, you live in a basement or something where you have your own kind of back entrance that you come in through that way, you exit that way where they would never really see anything else. Like, it's kind of your own I can't lie. If I'm coming to your parents' house and you take me through a basement entry, yeah, I'm going to be like, what you doing? I'm going to go knock on the door, wait for someone to greet me and let me in. Because that just feels weird. But if you live in the basement, like it's that's where you live. So it's just like a back door that you come in through. I don't know. It just, if I've met the parents before, then I'll let it rot. But if I haven't yet met the parents, I feel like it'd be weird to be in someone else's house without them knowing, at least shaking my hand and knowing that I'm here with your daughter doing Lord knows what in this basement that you pay for. Mm, I mean, maybe you're just things you don't want to know. Yeah, so you might be too good of a guy where you want to meet the parents. Like, let's say you come home from a night at the bar. Maybe I'm thinking more of, like, night at the bar, and you're thinking, like, 6 o'clock on a Tuesday vibes. Oh, if it's post-bar, then, yeah, I don't care. I'm not looking at your place. Because I'm probably never coming back to your place again. But if you are coming back, you... So you just want to... Like, if you're going over someone's house, you want to meet the parents regardless? I feel like that's kind of weird, because you don't want to meet the parents No, no, soon. if it's, like, after the bar or something, no. Like, we know what this is. If you're going to no, fuck, but, go fuck. But if it's, like, your second time, like, hanging out with them, and they're like, hey, come over. Like, do you feel like you need to meet the parents? Because that's kind of weird Absolutely. to come do that early. Absolutely. Because any... I think it would be weirder for her to invite me over to her parents' home that early. That's just how I was raised and the type of upbringing I got. I'm not going to come into another grown man's house and not greet him because that's his house. So, like, I'm going to shake his hand, let him know who I am, and just be approachable because I couldn't imagine, even to this day, any of my sisters ever bringing a guy over and him not, like, shaking my dad's hand and meeting my dad. My dad would be like, who the fuck is that young nigga who think he's too good to talk to anybody? So, like, I just think it's about the appearance. So maybe she shouldn't bring me over that early. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely not ever going to go to somebody's house and not greet their parents. Because that feels like weird. I'm a grown man. Why would I be like hiding from meeting your parents? I guess, uh, I mean, the logic is sound. Like, you should meet their parents. I guess I'm just thinking if it's like the first couple times where you're just kind of getting to know each other. Like, if I were to go over to a girl's house and like, we were just going to hang out and she was like, I want you to meet my parents. I'd be like, or like, you know, the, the common thing is to introduce yourself to someone's house. Or I would be like, oh. Maybe we should just not even do that. Thing uh, Maybe we should just go somewhere normal, like, you know, play some mini golf, go to a bar, play some ski ball, do something. I don't think meeting the parents is as serious as everyone makes it out to be in today's age. I think it's, I, I think it's a, I would have a red flag if someone was like, I want you to meet my parents and you're just early talking. But I feel like it is a bigger deal if you've been dating for a while. You've been dating for like six months and someone's like, oh, I want you to meet your parents. Like, I feel like that's a very big step. It's probably a big step if you care. <laughs> I don't care. Because what your parents going to say to me that I already know? If we've been dating, me and you dating, they're not in this relationship. So whatever they're going to say, whatever dumb questions they ask, whatever stupid to fuck jokes they tell, none of that really matter to me. Yeah, but you know some so people just care about their parents, what their opinions are a lot, and people for some reason do that. I hope nobody care about what their parents' opinion is, really. 
off of a first time meeting, you if it's like you'd have met him like six, seven times, you'd have been around the family, and they're like, Yeah, I don't like that Ezra boy. Well, not boy, I don't like that <laughs> Ezra fella, then that's one thing. But if they say anything after the first time meeting me, they didn't want to like me. So I'm not going into it feeling any type of way. I'm going to greet him, maybe talk a little sports if we talk sports, maybe drink one or two of his beers, and then keep it pushing. Hmm. I guess that's fair because I feel like we're both personal people, so I don't feel like people would hate me after the first time. Absolutely. But, I mean, there's definitely probably some people out there. And let's be real. If it's probably if you probably hate someone after the first time, it's probably like they either just said something so stupid and made such a fool of themselves, or there's probably some like hatred, whether it's like religious or race related, or maybe maybe gender. Like if your daughter came and then they were a lesbian and brought someone back, and you didn't believe in that, you'd be like, "Well, I fucking hate them now." Yeah, like why are you bringing these devil worships into my house? <laughs> these devil I'm, not mad at, I'm not mad at the logic there. Oh, uh, I do got a boy, one of my bros back in the day. Well, it, was, it happened back in the day. He was just having like the worst luck with uh, parents, per- not parents, but just like family. And it wasn't like ever the parents. It was always both times. It was the girl's sister that just hated him for whatever reason. And I feel like I've heard more stories about like siblings disliking than like parents disliking. Because I feel like they're more willing to tell you like, oh, yeah, by the way, my sister doesn't like you or my brother didn't like you. Yeah. And a sister. Anna's sister is very different from Anna. I think you talked to her on the phone when we were in Charlotte. Um, shout out to Lauren. She definitely definitely was not a fan of me, but that's because I like to fuck around. And, you know, if someone doesn't like to be fucked with, then I'm going to fuck with them some more. Um, and, you know, usually people lean into that. She did not lean into it. She was very much not a fan of it. Um, but then I just leaned in further, and I called her my best friend, and eventually she came around to me. I think once once you realize they're not going anywhere, you just kind of have to accept it, I think. You do kind of have to eat it at some point. But, yeah. I don't know. Like, do you, do you even really care if a sibling doesn't like you? Like, does that bother you at all? Should that bother Me you? Me, personally, not even a little bit. I do not care. They're not, you're not dating them. I'm not dating them. Hopefully, you don't really care about your sibling's opinion. And... What's going to stop her from getting smacked in her face if she falls out of line anyway? <laughs> <laughs> What's going to stop her from getting a fucking one-two combo? Yeah, any, anybody shit. can get it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think... I think it's fine to, like, you know, take whatever your family says. But, again, we've talked about it before. Anytime where you let them, like, make controlling decisions in your life, like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like, the same thing when you ask, I think I was talking to this about Anna's, to Anna's mom, too, about, like, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on, like, asking permission or whatever? And you're like, that's fucking stupid. Like, if you want to ask for, like, our blessing, like, that's fine. At the end of the day, like, you're the one that's fucking marrying her. Like, you're the one that's stuck with her. Once you do it, you no take backs kind of vibes. But, uh-uh. yeah, like, that's the same thing. I don't know. I don't if you love someone and you wanted to get married and then like for some reason the parent said no and then you listen to that that's weirdo behavior to me yeah now that that would be weird um but speaking of weddings Paige's brother is allegedly getting married 
And then there was talks about she had some plans on that date, or I guess that weekend. And there was a discussion. I wish she was here. She's currently sick with strep. Um, like, can you skip a family member's wedding? And for a little context, I don't know if she cares about her brother. It's like info getting out there. He's been engaged a couple times, married and divorced once. I feel like if you got some plans and then they're just kind of getting married, what are the odds that that wedding, that marriage might not work out? So there might be another one. Like, could you just skip? I feel like that's kind of fair game. Nah. There's, there are a few things in life you can't miss. Graduations of any level. What? Of any level? Of any level. Not like elementary, but like high school graduation as well. Because the older I get, I realize some niggas really don't choose college and aren't thinking about college at all. So mm. a high school graduation means to them what college graduation means to those who go to college. It's their last big thing before they go into the workforce. So graduations post high school, well, high school and after. Weddings, you cannot miss weddings. Unless it's like freak circumstances, but like these are things that you can't like on purpose just skip. Funerals, even though I'm notorious for not going to funerals, can't skip funerals. And then I would say, fuck, I had one more. Funerals, weddings, graduations. Ah, I lost the last one. Those three right now. What about baby stuff? I don't care about that shit. So birthdays, none of that, anything. Birthdays don't matter. You can have another birthday every year. Unless you die. Yeah, I mean, you could die. Then just go to their funeral. Mm. Get made up for it. <laughs> I feel like you could skip a wedding. There's no way you can skip a wedding. You gotta have, like, a valid excuse. Yeah, you can't skip your wedding a wedding because you want to go to a music festival. You can skip the wedding if you live in Colorado, the wedding's in Tennessee, you got called into work, or there's a big work project deadline you have to meet. The only way you could make this wedding is if you flew in Saturday and flew out Saturday, and it just wouldn't make any sense. Then you can skip the wedding. It can't be like, damn, this wedding is coming up two Saturdays from now, but there's also a bar crawl that Saturday. (laughs) All right, let me give you an example. Squad trip, we plan out four months in in advance. We'll give it that. Minneapolis, flights are booked. Airbnb is booked. There's a lot of money into that already. There is a lot of money, and you're not getting a refund if you miss it. Exactly. But this is for you specifically. So it's all already on your card. There's no refunds like Airbnb has some policy. Once it's in, it's in. Someone else is like, hey, I'm. they just recently got engaged. We're going to have a quick marriage. It's going to be, they tell you like a month beforehand. It's on that same weekend. If you already got flights and trips booked, do you have to then go to that wedding? If that is your immediate sibling's wedding, yes. If that's just like a friend or a pal and you explain like, hey, that that's extenuating circumstances in my eyes. We've had this book for a while. You just told me almost pretty much last minute. You don't have to go to that wedding unless it is like your sister, your brother. They get married. You got to show up for that. Oh, that's tough. Where does cousin stand on that line? Ah, uh, is this like your cousin? Like you see him every once in a while, like Fourth of July, or this the nigga you grew up with every Saturday? Y'all was at the park together. I would say I don't know about every Saturday, but I get what you're saying. Like a, a more closer cousin. Yeah, if it's close, then 
you got to be there. Does anything change if there's no open bar? Yes. Because <laughs> then it's just a civil union. Everything goes out the window. Your, I'm not entitled to show up to your civil union. Bro, I, uh, I fucking, Anna put on videos and we went down a deep rabbit hole of like crazy brides. I, I think I knew brides could get crazy for weddings. I don't think I understood to the full extent of what it would be. And some people get real bold. I saw one where, first of all, a lot of people do like gift, like amounts of money gifted. Like it's almost a requirement, which I think is crazy to begin with. But there was one where it was like within $250 like increments of how well you donated, how well your food choice would be. So if you did like zero to 250, it's chicken, you know, 250 to 500, it's like salmon. 750 to or 500 to 750 is filet and then like a thousand and up is like lobster tails and shit and i was like that's fucking crazy like people take this shit to the extreme i don't fucking understand how people get that crazy and then we we've talked about this before like i think we gotta dial back on what weddings are and what like how much money we're spending on them yeah i couldn't agree more because like we i don't i think it was when we're talking about it earlier like your boy whose wedding is on a Friday because it's like $7,000 cheaper. Yeah. I don't even want to spend that much money. I'd rather take like money and use it for like the down payment on a house or like a fucking good ass honeymoon or something like that. Get in good with a church. The, where you're going to spend the most money is the venue and the food. So if you can knock one of those out just like that, you're straight. Hmm. But I feel like I, I want to get married at, like, some place where there's already alcohol. Nah, you got to go to the reception and with the alcohol. Mm, I guess I keep getting confused on the actual place to get married at and the reception aspect. Yeah. Because we went, when we went to the, uh, we went on a trip or a tour of the Budweiser place, a.k.a. the King of Beers, apparently, which is very much debated. Um, there were two weddings going on there. And mind you, it's not like they shut it down. Like, you had bridal room and, like, all that, like, taking photos in the middle of a lobby where people are fucking going to the gift shop and, like, waiting in line for a tour. It made no fucking sense. Like, I would want some privacy if I was going to do that shit. I also would, since that would be my wedding. It made no fucking sense. But I think I think you can get a cool spot, but I don't want to, I don't know. It just seems like, looking into it, maybe Robbie and Jesse didn't have the worst idea getting fucking finger foods, like, in a fucking fire hall, like, spot. Didn't seem like the worst idea now. They probably saved a shit no, ton of money. Was. It was terrible. <laughs> the idea was terrible. The execution was okay. The idea was terrible. But the photos outside were fire. No, the photos were great. The bar situation was dog shit. Yeah. I'll never get married in wherever the fuck that was. What was it, Quakers? It wasn't even Quakers. Pottsville? Pottsville, yeah. Uh, you couldn't. We couldn't even Uber out there. It took us like forever. Literally. Yeah. No. I don't know. Damn. Now I'm just thinking about more wedding questions. Like, I guess you wouldn't have to deal with this. I was thinking about. I think we we're talking about Anna's mom also. Like, trying to figure out a location to best get married at with like my family in like Delaware, her sisters in DC, and like her aunts in DC. Her, who the fuck knows where her parents are going to be? With they keep moving around for stuff. I was like. Maybe the bird might be the option. I might have to go to the bird. I mean, I figure if I go to the bird, we could get like, you know, 
the king who runs the city maybe make some things happen. Phoebe might know some things at a winery, like uh, you know. Nice. Be a nice little spot, low key. Except for the fucking weather at times. I don't know what's. What do you consider the best time of the year in the bird? Probably the fall. <sighs> I can't do football. Our season. springs are hot. Our summers are hot. I think I'm pro Friday weddings though. I've been thinking about that. Bro, I'm pro Thursday wedding. I'm going to get it lower even more. Thursday, take off Friday, and then you have a long weekend? Yep. Oh, because, you know, anybody looks in, looks for an excuse to have a wedding or, like, take off? Oh, my God. Hold on now. You might have just done something. Oh, I know. Oh. Does Thursday then become one of the best days of the week if there's a wedding on it? Momentarily, yes. Oh. Oh, I'm getting excited about Thursday. I'm not going to lie. Because if people, like, if if you want to have a smaller wedding, the people who want to be there take it off Thursday. If they don't really want to be there, they're going to be like, ah, I got to work, blah, blah, Hey, go fuck yourselves. Have a good time. Facts. And, oh, man, hold on. Now, you got me way too I don't know why I'm getting so excited about a Thursday wedding, but it sounds electric. It could. Probably save you a shit ton of money, too. Oh, but what do, what do you do? Because you're the one that wants to have a bachelor party the day before, so you're doing a bachelor party on a Wednesday? Absolutely. The bars close early on that kind of day. They close at like 1 or 2. Depending on where you're at. Well, yeah, we'll get rowdy in the burgs until 2 o'clock. Mm. I still think you're crazy for that one. You got to do it. Hangover style. That's exactly how it's got to be. I feel like you're going to run I want Reddit. to be hungover as fuck, thinking about how crazy of a night I just had. I think you're going to regret it. Sobering up throughout the ceremony to then get rowdy right afterwards. What if you throw up during the ceremony? That's just another story to tell. Jesus. Oh, man, you're crazy You're crazy for that one. I, I, I can knock out. I feel like you need a little time in between. Not at all. I want it right before. I mean, you're going to be like airing the dog at the fucking reception. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, man, speaking of weddings, I don't even know why I was... What the fuck happened where I was thinking about divorce parties? I don't know. I think you mentioned something. You just randomly asked. I'm not mad at a divorce party if you turn it into, like, a bachelor... Like, a a re-bachelor party? You're re-entering the game? Yeah, that's what I feel like a divorce party would be. You get together with your boys. You go out for that Friday, that Saturday. You're back on the market. We're turning up. We might have to, we might have to go back to the spot we had the bachelor party and redo the weekend. The divorce party needs to be the redoing of the bachelor or bridal or bachelorette party. Do you think to really, if we're calling this a re-entering into the game, that you need to get laid that night? <sighs> yes, and here's why. I feel like most states require you to now be separated for a year before you can even get divorced. So you've been a year separated from this lady. Your paperwork is finally through. We're turning up. Is it is it a similar thing of like, so if you have to get laid, it's like, you know, when you become like a born-again Christian, you get re-baptized, like you get re-laid into the game. Um, <laughs> a re I, I guess it is a vague similarity to that. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess you just go after it. And then see what the fuck happens. Uh, but if you don't get laid, are you still technically married? No. Well, then what's the point of you getting laid if you, you feel like you have to get laid? Like, you have to get something. You absolutely have to get laid. Um, but you're not not divorced if you don't. 
So you're just on the sideline waiting to get into the game? You're on the bench? Maybe you got to cover, like, the bar tab if you don't. Oh. It needs to be a punishment for sure. I'm not mad at that either. Get later. You have to cover the bar tab for the whole night. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's applying the pressure on you, to say the least. Absolutely. All right. We can switch off this um this dating talk for now. Um, I had a thought also around you're not you're not a fan of tattoos to begin with, so you might not even allow this. But if your kid was under eighteen and wanted a tattoo, would you allow them to get one? I would not in no way, shape, form, or fashion. But is that a religious thing or is it a like a household thing? That is a religious thing. And my household is ran through religion, so they not gonna have it. Also I think the kids getting tattoos had sullied the game because back in the day, you knew that this girl was at least 18 because she had a sleeve. Now, this Mm. girl can be 16 with a sleeve. I didn't even think about that. Wow, I never thought about that at all, that if a girl has tattoos, then she's most likely at least 18. Absolutely. I don't think I would let my kid get one just because I feel like they would get something stupid that they would regret. But then that could backfire into once they turn 18, they could just go get the tattoo because they wanted it. Yeah, but you run that risk with anything you tell your child no to. Yeah. They can then turn and do when they get 18, and it could very well be stupid. Question for you, though. Your kid turns 18. Let's say they go to college. But then so they're going away for college, coming back home. Does the tattoo rule still stand until they're out of your house? The tattoo rule will always stand in my household. What I will say is, I am not naive nor a tyrant. They would be 18. They can technically do what they want. I am not going to then kick my kids out because I've got tattoos or even piercings. But I will probably at least have a talk to them about disrespecting me and my household. They could have told me that they were going to do this. If you're going to do it past 18 and live in my house, I would like you to at least, as a man or as a woman, Come look me in my face and tell me you're doing it. Don't sneakily do it and try to hide it. So if they come to you and have a conversation, you you know, maybe you're like, hey, I really wouldn't want you to do this, but I respect your decision. Is that the kind of vibes you're going to go with? Yeah, I'm going to let them know. Like, it's clearly their body and I have no say over those type of things anymore. I would clearly prefer they don't. But at the end of the day, it's on you. Interesting. I respect that. I thought I did think I was going to get you to say you're going to kick them out of the house, but I didn't know if you would go that way. Uh, it would take a lot to um, it would take a very lot to for me to kick a kid out of one of my children out of my house. They'd have to do something outrageous. If they got arrested, would you kick them out? Probably not. It would depend on what they were arrested for. Hmm. Would you visit your kid in jail if they were in there for uh, like two years? It it would also depend on what they're in there for. Because if they're in there for something stupid, no, like. You may just be laying it. But that's also if they're in there for something like super serious. You did something really bad. Like, no. But if it's like middle of the pack, then yeah. Maybe just like an armed robbery charge and for like five years. What? Uh, that's too serious. That's too serious. What is, uh, what is the like middle of the pack crime? Middle of the pack would be something like where it's still jail like under a year. Like wrong place, wrong time. Let's say you were in a car with a nigga who was DUI, driving under the influence, and had weed when he got pulled over. Nobody claimed it, so now you're doing some time, like six, seven months. I'll visit you. 
because you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Reverse scenario, you get pulled over DUI and have that weed. I am not visiting you. Because one, it's not long enough for it to be like, oh my God, my baby. But two, like, you were the idiot who put yourself in this situation. That's fair. I, I agree. I feel like it would it would really have to be something minor for me to, like, then go support. Especially if they're, usually they put your kid kind of far away. So yeah. if you got to take, like, a five, six hour trip to visit your kid, mm, what if they call you collect? You got to pay for that. <laughs> You're yeah. not answering that phone? No. I'm gonna let them know. Uh, stop calling around here. You get the call. Hey, this is a blah blah. Uh, do you accept these charges? Click. Couldn't be me. Don't waste your phone calls. Don't waste your phone time. Get a pen pal or something. <laughs> pen pal. I highly doubt they still do that. They do. They be having. I be seeing it all the time on like Love Don't Judge on Snapchat. These little stories. They be women meeting their like whole husbands when they get out of prison. Because they like started a PayPal program, and it be blowing my mind. Like, you lame the fuck, shorty had nothing better in life, so you started emailing and typing and writing prisoners, and you fell in love with a prisoner who you don't know outside of these little things you write about in your notes. Get the fuck. That's a crazy thing. I don't know how you how you fall in love with someone who like you write in prison, then like, let's say they. <laughs> Let's say they murdered someone, did like 30 years and got out. I don't know if that's the person I'd want to be dating. Yeah, not a chance. I think, oh, I think I'm going to judge you if you tell me you you are dating someone who was in prison that you fell in love with through a pen pal or you fucking just went to the prison and started talking to people to find your next husband. Um, I'm going to definitely judge you, but I'm going to judge you way more if at any point I'm talking to you or like we're out and maybe you come with a mutual friend. I'm like, oh, so like you got a boyfriend, you got a girlfriend, just small talk. And you say, yeah, and then I find out he's in prison. If at any point you tell me you are dating a prisoner and you started this relationship while they were in prison, yeah, go to the bathroom and don't come back. Because I will roast you from that point forward. Yeah, I've been dating my boyfriend for about six months. He gets out in about, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, depending on parole. I'd be like, what? Like, what did he yeah, do? It's like, like, I met him in prison. We were doing pen pal. i like, oh, God, I got it. I got it. Just, just walk away, please. I would have to ask how desperate you are, shorty. How the fuck lonely you got. How pathetic is your self-esteem? And I'm not trying to say people in prison don't deserve love. They do. I am all for them finding love. Go crazy. The ladies or the men who are finding these pen pals, y'all are pathetic. Y'all can do better than this. Dinner. God, who was it that it was like a WNBA player, wasn't it? Who was helping a guy get out on like an innocence thing, and then they fell in love and like are dating and shit now. I did not know that. Oh, I oh. I hate to hear it though. It's not Tyler Diggins. That's the only. It, it NBA, better not be. That's the only NBA per, or WNBA person I can think of. But it was someone famous. WNBA prison. Let's see how that works. Maya Moore got a guy for freedom for a 50-year prison sentence. And now she she married the man. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, can't but, be having that. I, does it change the fact that his conviction was overturned and it seems like he was wrongly accused of a crime? He didn't if he was it. wrongly accused, then yes, it changes a little. But nothing will change the fact that you were still 
like you you reached out to him as a pen pal while he was in prison. That is still how your relationship started. Does it change that she met him through a prison ministry program when she was 18? They've been doing this for 13 years. That's even worse. So it was a friendship that went into a romantic relationship. Yeah, that that's worse to me. It's weirder. Ooh, but he was convicted by an all-white jury for bur- burglary, and he of was innocent. Of course he was. And it happened in Mississippi. Oh, it happened. His conviction was tossed out by a Missouri judge. Shout out to Missouri for doing something right. For the first time in the history of Missouri. That's, mm, I mean, since he was wrongly convicted. Oh, but. He's wrongly convicted. I don't mind that they're dating. It's still weird that she ever thought to, like, force form a relationship with someone who was in prison. I would think it was just as, it's not just prisoners. I would think it was just as weird. If you had a pen pal in Egypt, and that was who you were forcing yourself to, like, try to start a relationship with, I'd be like, yo, like, why? Bro, and the amount of catfish we watch, like, how popular catfish was, it's like, yeah, I've been dating this person that I started talking to on Facebook. We haven't video chatted. Uh, You know, we don't send any pictures or anything, but I definitely love them, and they're the love of my life, and we've never once met at all. Some weird stuff, man. How do you fall into that kind of stuff? Yeah. Low self-esteem. Well, that, that's it? Low self-esteem? Yep. I have to think about this more. My catfish thoughts. We've run through a lot of topics. I don't even know if we have any porch talk, sports talk, besides the fact that what's, I mean, is, uh, the Bucks are up 2-1, and I think the Clippers are up 3-1. Or no, the Suns are up 3-1. Yeah, the Suns can close out tonight. Will they do it? Is it Suns and Five now? Yeah, Suns and Five. Do the Suns win it all? I think the Suns win it all, regardless of who they get. They could get the Bucks or the Hawks, and I think they'd beat both of them. If they got the I Hawks, think... I think it's four. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, they could sweep the Hawks. I think the Bucks will probably go to six. What I will say, though, is everybody was talking about Trey, Trey Young. Even I think he's bullshit. Everybody loves Luka. Luka is a dog. DeAndre Ayton might be the most dominant player in that draft, and he might really be, this playoff he's been showing it, he might be the most dominant son and maybe the most dominant big man. Because Devin Booker can ball, but Devin Booker don't give you 24 and 18. DeAndre Ayton is really, he a problem. He said, I think I saw a quote where he said, Chris Paul's the one that brought it out of him. Like, it was like a big brother kind of thing. Oh, I believe it. Bro, I'm looking at that draft now. Marvin Bagley went second. What the fuck is he doing? Marvin Bagley, okay. I feel like Marvin Bagley probably about a 12-6 and six type of guy, 12-8 and eight type of guy. Bro, what He's is, no dominant like he should have been. What about Mo Bamba going at six? Yeah, I forgot he was a bit. I don't even know if he's still in the league, for real. Colin Sexton at eight. What is he doing in Cleveland? Bro, he... I was listening to something they were talking about him, and they were like, you know, when opposing players come, like, they're, they'll talk to other players during the game. It's like, bro, you know you're not getting the ball, right? You know he's about to shoot this. Like, how, how do you even deal with this? And I was like, oh, that's a tough look. Jaron Jackson, is he still playing? I don't think so. Plays for, like, Grizzlies still? This draft is very interesting. I don't understand why Atlanta took Luka and then Dallas took Trey and they traded. What was the point of that? That was stupid. 
But oh my gosh, if we could have had Luca, we would have been unstoppable. Did you see people were blaming the ref for the fact that Trey stepped on the ref's foot because he was like yeah, um, on the on the baseline or whatever? That's foolish. That's clearly nobody's fault. It, it's an honest mistake. Charge it to the game. I had a I had a bet the Bucks minus four, and I'm not gonna lie. When I saw that Trey Young hurt his ankle in the third, at the end of the third, I was like. I mean, this bet should probably hit, and it did. So I was like, "Hey, you got to chalk it up to the game." But I don't, I don't know how you can blame him. Like the guy was basically on out of bounds. He was like, maybe his foot was a little bit over, but it's like, what do you expect? It's not like he fucking stuck his foot out there. Like, hey, I'm gonna make sure Trey rolls his fucking ankle. Yeah. So you're big on eight now. Oh, I'm huge on him. He, I've watched every, I've watched every Suns game this postseason. I've almost watched almost every playoff game, except for the couple of ones. I missed a couple of Sixers ones because I didn't really care. And I missed, like, one of the starting Nets ones. But outside of that, Aiton has showed me the most this postseason. Aiton, Reggie Jackson, because Reggie Jackson is showing that he need a big contract because he can still play. And then fucking, uh, what is it, Herter or whatever? Mm-hmm. The red hit on the, on the Hawks. Yeah, Kevin Herter. Aiton showed me something. But Aiton? He'll be close to getting my bid for the best big man because I think he plays big man the way it's supposed to be played as a 6'11", 250 big man. We got we got Embiid and Jokic and even Giannis a little bit. We got away from big men and how they were supposed to play. He really around that rim. He's got a little jumper from, like, the elbow. He's dominant on defense. I wish we had Aiden in Atlanta. You don't like Capella? I don't like Capella. I saw he sat the whole fourth last night, and I was like, how? Yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm looking at uh, Aiden's stats, though. I'm not going to say, like, I'm not impressed, but, like, he started out weak against the Lakers, and he kind of picked it up against the Nuggets. Maybe he kind of rises to the competition that he's facing. He might rise to the competition, but I think we've also got to keep in mind, because the coach was talking after the last series. He was like, we got to get Aiden more involved. Since he is a big man, which kind of happens with a lot of the big men in the league today. If you don't spread out and shoot the three, which he does not do, sometimes big men get kind of lost because you got to pass the ball down to them in the paint or they're in the post. I got to do a couple moves, work something. So you've got to like make an effort to either get the ball in the paint or on the pick and roll. And at least in the last series, they wasn't even really doing that. And you got Chris Paul and Devin Booker who are going to shoot that thing. He'd have a big game, though. 19, 22, and 3, 4 blocks. Yeah. He'll give you a double. He pretty much averages double-double at the very least, which is, I mean, especially what you said, like, the league has definitely gotten away from playing through the big man. So if you can do a double-double, like, there's not much more you can ask for. And if you play defense. But I don't even – that's the thing with Giannis. Giannis isn't even what I would consider a center by any means. He is not. He's kind of just a freak of nature, but – at the same time, he he does a lot and doesn't do a lot at the same time. Oh, absolutely. That's what I was I was talking about this the other day with somebody. The issue with Giannis, because Shaq said that Giannis is the most dominant player. He said Giannis is more dominant and a better player than him. The only thing, Giannis has a very little bit of a jump shot that he can sometimes hit. Shaq never really had it. Shaq had to be in the post. Giannis can occasionally bank a three. His The way he really has is he's a freak. This nigga is just muscly, strong, fast. 
it's over for you if he gets inside the foul line because he's going to drive it and he's going to score. He just he can't be stopped. But I would rather put him on the foul line. I think they kind of they kind of treat him not to the same level of Ben Simmons, like Haka Ben, but teams definitely don't shy away from it. Also, can we address that Paul George has been missing free throws in like clutch situations recently? Paul George has always been a fucking bum. I've been saying it since his Pacer days. The moment he came out there and when the Pacers were playing the Cavs and said he couldn't believe he was on the same court as LeBron or some shit, and that was his idol, and I was like, nigga, you realize you're playing him. And he was an all-star at that point. It's not like this was a rookie. I was like, yeah, this nigga's pussy. Do we think that when he – didn't he snap his leg? Do we think he changed after that? No, nah, I think he's always been pussy. Hmm. Some of them have it in them. Like, even Kawhi, for someone who doesn't talk a lot, you know Kawhi still got some dog in him. He's got a lot of dog in him. Paul George does not have that. I've never thought he has it. If you watch his game, he doesn't. He'll never be that guy. And now without Kawhi there, oh, it's even more evident. Yeah, I don't know why they keep – people keep talking about, like, you know, Kawhi, is he going to play? I'm like, bro, doesn't he have, like, a torn ACL? Like, that's over. I don't know what it is. They said it's, I think it might be strained, but they said he's going to get surgery. But he said that he felt the doctors rushed him again. So he's out of L.A. Oh. There's no way. It's going to be just like the Spurs. He's absolutely leaving. Where the fuck is he going to go now, dude? Because they said that he went to an independent doctor who told him different because he didn't trust what the Clippers were telling him. So it's pretty much exactly what happened with the Spurs. Honestly. And at the end of the day, it's fucked up. But to a degree, we get this as a business. The same way they rush LeBron back, the same way they rush AD back, they pay you $177 million over four years. You make over $45 million a year. You got to get on that court the moment you're 30%. And that's just how they're thinking of it as a team. Because at the end of the day, you're a free agent. Maybe you don't come back next year. We got to use you while we have you. Yeah. Honestly, because he didn't really have any injury issues in Toronto, right? Like, yeah. I don't remember him getting hurt. I think he needs to go back. Because, listen, a lot of people swear by, like, cryotherapy. Toronto's cold as fuck. I think that's the best thing to have for him. He's just constantly cold. He's, his body's constantly getting iced. Being out in L.A., not good for you. Too hot. Way too much going on. There's no convenience. It's not a good look. It won't happen, but he need to go play with Portland. Bro, but I want Dame to come to Philly, so I, I don't need that. Also, while we were just talking briefly about uh, just you would be fouling Giannis, we've got to bring back the hard fouls. The <laughs> league got too pussy, and here's why. When you can have an off-shooting night, you can shoot 5 of 20, but then still have 26 points because you were at the free throw line 22 times and made 16 of them, you wasn't getting fouled hard enough. Because back in the day, you was getting fouled to where you didn't want to drive the lane to get hit. Nowadays, niggas will drive the lane because they know they're going to get fouled. And even on their worst shooting nights, they can have 16 at the foul line. Like Devin Booker, all I care about is the points, but he's been shooting bad. Yeah. Bro has been shooting terrible. He's been getting all his points at the free throw line. Harden's like that too. At some point, it's like, bro, bring back the hard foul so these niggas don't want to go shoot the – these niggas don't make it to the foul line because they don't want to get fouled hard. I mean, that's how Trey Young was putting up so many points. Like, don't get me wrong. He'll have days where he's shooting the lights out. But a lot of it, especially in the Sixers series, was just, I mean, he was going, what, 6 for 16, 9 for 17, 8 for 26, like 13 for 30, 5 for 23, and still putting up 20, 30 points. It's because he's getting to the foul line. But I think that's why, I think it's official now that they're 
for next season, they're going to be getting rid of like, you know, let's say someone is going to block your shot and then you just purposely lunge forward to them to like make contact and then put up a shot like that's out sticking your leg out to get contact. Like they're, I think they're going to hopefully cut down on a lot of that initiating contact on the offensive side. Yeah. That's just pussy as well. Cause that's the dude, Trey young, like, Hey, it's legal. So respect to him, but he's one of the worst him and Harden, but Trey young, like he'll drive and like, kind of hook your arm and then flail out and throw it up and he's going to line. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then even if yeah. they review it, they review, but they're not going to make say they made the wrong call. And it's like, it's so fucking annoying. That shit is annoying as hell. So your, your guess is Bucks and six, Suns and five, if not definitely six. I think they get it done tonight also though. And then Suns, Suns to win it all. Yes, sir. I agree. I, I mean, mostly because I don't really like the – uh, the Bucks at all, so I would like to see the Suns win. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at as well. They're six point favorites. Hmm, these games have been kind of close. I don't think I would take that spread. Might take mm, the money line's minus two fifty. I don't think I would touch that either. <laughs> I think the best thing I've noticed: if you live bet games, let a team, except for the one time the Hawks got blown out the gym by the Bucks, I got screwed on that one. But usually, teams down by like fourteen ish. Live bet that, lock that line in, and then, you know, someone will make a run in the third quarter, and then it'll end, like, as a five-point loss, and then you fucking win. So that's like a, cheat codes. That's that's the bet if you guys want to do it. If you don't like the line, wait for the live bet, and as long as someone's not getting blown completely out of the gym, take advantage of that. But um, I think we can wrap this thing up because we got things to do. You got to cook. I got to walk this dog. So let's just get into some quick music and TV recommendations. TV wise, like I said, rewatching that Game of Thrones. Music wise, got to listen to "Weekend at Solomon's" by BFB the Pac Man. I I don't even know what that is. It's some slaps. <laughs> um, TV wise, given I got a recommendation from Ezra to watch "Fatherhood," which I think it looked good. Like the previews look good. Kevin Hart, I feel like although he makes a lot of movies and a lot of people say they're not good. You said it was good. I had faith that it was going to be good. It's good. So I'm going to try to watch that this week. Music-wise, I haven't even been listening to anything. Life's been too busy, too hectic. So, hey, like I said at the beginning of the episode, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, write a little something. You leave a review, it gets read at the beginning of the episode. Subscribe on there, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok's popping, so definitely on there. Interact with that post. It is popping off. Facebook, Porsche Talk No A. We appreciate you guys for listening, and we'll be back next week with Paige. Riding in the streets, try to police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white light, get a black nigga shot.